Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at Real Nerds on Instagram. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to a real commentary with Real Nerds Podcast. We love movies. I am Ryan, and joining me on this commentary is my buddy, Brad. Hey, Brad. How's it going, dude? Not bad. Just uh, hanging out watching Last Action Hero here. Yeah, we're going to do a commentary on Last Action Hero. Uh, before we start the movie, I'm going to mention that we are starting a campaign to bring Last Action Hero to 4K Special Edition. That's right. Because... Uh, I watched this was it last week or the week before and we were talking about it and it definitely needs a new scan. And I sent you an article from empire, a pretty lengthy one, but it talks about the troubles that this film went through and it's pretty legendary uh, how much it flopped and, and just how notorious the production of the whole film is. Yeah. I read that article. It was just fascinating. Like how difficult it was to make that movie. Yeah, and you still think, like, you know, something that made almost $90 million in 1993 is considered a flop. And the arrogance of Sony. But we'll talk about that during the movie. Were they um, Sony at the time or, like, whatever yeah. studio Sony bought? Yeah, it's still, it's still Sony. It's TriStar. Hmm. Or Columbia. I Columbia, forget yeah. Um, yeah, really fascinating yeah, it's it's long overdue for a special edition, um, and so we're 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 drawing a line in the sand. We're going to make it happen. It's our goal on this podcast now. Absolutely. So, if you have the Blu-ray or the DVD, or if, is I don't know if you can stream it right now. Um, I'm about to start it, Brad. Are you ready to start the adventure? I'm. My play button is ready to go. All right, let's go ahead and start the movie. And count down. Yep. Five. Four, three, two, one. Oh, for strong action sequences. Fuck you, FBI. <laughs> Is your your uh, department uh, have it feuding with the FBI? Totally, dude. <laughs> they come in here and try to take over every scene. You know how the feds are. <laughs> That's like the biggest the biggest cliche from eighties action movies. <laughs> Ah, uh, Columbia. I wonder how long they've used this uh, music. It's very iconic. Yeah, it's like the Fox fanfare. I mean, yeah. I don't think it'll ever change. So, this movie is directed by John McTiernan, who directed Predator and a couple other 
big action films and he knows his action stuff yeah, i always enjoy this uh, opening sequence it's pretty fun yeah the the opening it starts off i mean like a lethal weapon film um shane black is one of the writers on this film who <laughs> did writers write, yeah who did write lethal weapon and when you read the article you should look it up on empire it, it, they had over 12 writers working on this film because it's originally written by zach penn and another person i can't remember off the top of my head but it was a lot different but schwarzenegger really liked the script uh but he wanted to play up the comedy and this movie is so far ahead of its time i mean i i forget that actor's name i should look it up but he's always you know the police chief in movies and yelling he also is in loaded weapon one which is one of my favorite spoofs ever which makes fun of lethal weapons and he plays the chief in that i think he's also the quiet guy in batteries not included i think you're right i you know why this movie is so far ahead of its time is it's a movie within a movie but if you're a fan of schwarzenegger films this hits all the beats and this is why i think it's one of schwarzenegger's unheralded film oh here he comes walking across police cars with badass cowboy boots which i guess was a big deal picking out yeah he's very meticulous about what he wanted for boots i mean if you're into the character i think you should be you know it's it's your character frank mcrae was the actor who played the police guy his character's name is decker which is probably a nod to fred decker since he's shane black right yeah that's a nice uh, catch there and this is this sets you up really quickly in it um because i think people didn't get it right away it's shot like an action film schwarzenegger is playing this tough as nails cop and when you find out the the spoiler i'm not going to talk about it. we'll talk about it when it's revealed in this tina turner um but and then he just punches the lieutenant governor the the setup for this is it starts off as big action film but the reveal of what happens later is incredible and it builds a lot for his character (laughs) and the you know the violence is over the top and cartoony but what makes it so brilliant is schwarzenegger I, i still think this is maybe his best role ever where he's playing himself in action films but he's also really vulnerable and you know what would happen if you found out that you were fake yeah, he he definitely pulls off the like disillusioned, like his character and also like a real person at the same time. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, Tom Noonan right here is playing the Ripper. He plays him great. I I th- I love his character design, where he just looks like a crazy dude with chainmail. But if you look, the contacts kind of sell uh, him kind of being a monster, not just uh, you know some crazy guy. <laughs> so many police cars <laughs> yes um and that's you know that's what i mean it's so funny and it's so over the top that it, it's so far ahead of its time i i mean brad you tell me do you think critics and fans did not get this film when it came out i'm trying to remember uh like my perception of it back in 93 and i i'm pretty sure i, I just thought it was another action movie so like i the, the whole movie within a movie element probably didn't write also i was younger so like the concept of a meta movie 
didn't really wasn't on the radar back then. I'm trying to think was is there any other movie that is like a meta movie before this? I'm you know I'm sure they exist, but I can't I can't place it. I love the belt buckle by the way. Um like and the, uh UHF or um yeah, even like airplane, like they're not making fun of genres, are they really? They're just kind of making fun of themselves. Exactly. This one is kind of takes everything and puts it in a blender and if you don't get it you're not going to like this movie if you don't understand what they're trying to pull off you're not going to like this movie like the whole movie is a fourth wall break i'm trying to think of a movie that like in its entirety is like a fourth wall break whereas those other comedies do break the fourth wall but they're just for the gags yeah whereas the whole story of this is that it's the whole story is the gag yeah you know it's the scene is shot so well too. You know, uh, when I read the interview with McTiernan, he did not like making this movie, but it, he still knows how to shoot action and he sh- knows how to shoot tension. I remember watching this the first time and saying, you know, thinking that, oh, this is pretty well shot. And then the twist that happens that you don't find out till about halfway through the film makes this scene even more brilliant. Yeah, you know, I don't have a memory of realizing how smart this film was. I, I've always loved the film because it was, uh, you know, a funny action film. But as I got older and appreciated how films are made, I realized how smart this film is. I mean, just this part right here where it, it fades out and you, you're not given the ending to Jack Slater 3. Yeah, I keep forgetting, like, I'm so sucked into that scene that I forget that it cuts out. And, I, like, I know what how it pans out later. So it's, it's, it's such a great move to cut away and pretend like it's not a setup for something else later. And in that Empire article, they also revealed that the original projectionist, projectionist was some demon. Yeah. Which is, I can't even, I would love to get the original script for this movie. I'm sure it's somewhere. It has yeah, I'm to. sure you could. You download it, probably. One of the things that Shane Black did not like about the film is a casting of Austin O'Brien in as the kid in this. But I don't think he's too bad. No, he's fine. It's like, I think he does exactly what he needs to do. Yeah. I mean, I think he has some great moments. I mean, you're, he even mentions in the film that he does kind of play second fiddle to Schwarzenegger, which he should. Yeah. The credits are funny. It said at uh, Scumbag number nine. <laughs> Again, more winks. And, you know, I, I, this, you know, the reason I love um, the old theaters in Denver is because they have this feel to them where this style of theater is, you know, definitely going away. Do, do you think this is a set or an actual theater, like the interior part? Obviously, the exterior is real, but. You know, that's a good question. Um, I think it's a real theater. And the sad part is it's probably got torn down shortly after this, is, which or, is why they used it. I, I wouldn't be surprised when uh, this Danny kid leaves. There is a a Lowe's theater coming soon. And mm-hmm. wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if there was an actual, they actually shot in there because Lowe's was taking it over. I should probably look it up. If it, it's probably still Lowe's if it is that. And I always thought, so Arnold Schwarzenegger, but they don't use Bridget uh, Wills, well, what's her, not her, 
It's not Bridget Wilson. It's uh, that's her name now because she's been married. No, it is Bridget Wilson. She she married Pete Sampras. So uh, she didn't make too many movies after she got married. She kind of settled into home life. And this is before they really cleaned up New York City. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think any of those theaters on the street are probably around anymore. Probably not. And if I remember right, this part that they're about to show where Schwarzenegger plays Hamlet um, was a reshoot because it this part never happened. They spent a lot of money to go back and uh, shoot the Hamlet scene. I do wish they had more gags like that in the movie. Yeah, Those... where he, he's putting Schwarzenegger in different films or different situations. And there's a Lowe's Theater's Lincoln Square 13 hmm. in New York. Maybe our New York friends can help us. Henry. And send us, <laughs> yeah, and send us some comments and let us know if the Last Action Theater Hero, Last Action Hero Theater is a real theater. And I love this, though, because I think this kid is all of us growing up. You know, you don't really appreciate Shakespeare until you get older and you just want something to happen. Yeah. And the idea of Schwarzenegger being a cigar smoking Hamlet is brilliant. And like even the special effects here are cool where only the cigar has an orange. And when he throws this dude through the uh, stained glass, that it all turns to color. I, I would. And uh, some of it goes to color here. Um, I would totally watch this movie. Someone needs to just make this, even if it doesn't have Schwarzenegger in it, like yes. the rock could do it. Yeah, just like a total badass action Hamlet. <laughs> yeah. Remember when they did Hamlet too? Yeah, I do. But you know what so I mean? The flourishes in this movie are so cool where this is, you know, your fantasy. And I mean, I would love to see this, but even the the blue tint and the just highlighted with certain colors. And what's great is Schwarzenegger exactly knows exactly how to play this. And who doesn't love Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, so the theater is playing Jack's Leader 3, and then mm -hmm. the fourth one's supposed to come out like a week from now. So how, like, theaters don't usually play presumably Jack Slater three is like two years old, right? Yeah. Of a movie. Maybe that that's the only weird. movie they could get. So uh fun movie trivia fact. This is also the mom from big. Hmm. So she, she keeps on having kids that are troublemakers in film. <laughs> and, you know, this scene is really sets up kind of a cool thing where, you know, she's a single mom working really hard and, he has to escape his, I don't know if it's a troubled home life, but maybe just a home life where the, his only escape is going to the movies, which, I mean, I never had a troubled home life, but I definitely relate to it. Yeah, I don't remember. Do they say, like, I got the impression that oh, she says she says uh, she says she's a widow, right? Yeah, the dad yeah. passed away.
I mean, I know when I, I was growing up and I mean, our parents, my parents were just divorced. Uh, my mom had two jobs. And so there's a lot of times where we were left alone with my older brother and we would always stay up late and try to pretend we were asleep when my mom came home. Uh, you know, as much as I love this movie, I will say that it's probably half an hour too long. Yeah. I, and think I that's feel it. like this scene coming up is probably something that should have gone on the fly. It's in there because Shane Black's in it. But it's like you could definitely just go from here to the theater. Yeah. Without him getting mugged. Yeah. You know, that's if I had one complaint about this film, I mean, I still think it's a five star film in my opinion. But if I had one complaint about it, I do. I think it's about 20 minutes too long. I think you're right. I think this scene is kind of unnecessary because it doesn't. It's really dark. Yeah. I guess the only thing is it shows, you know, where he lives and the trouble he can get into. Yeah. But then I would just say, like, start the movie here. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's like he gets mugged and then has to go to the theater. So I mean, the 14 minute mark. So yeah, I would have saved this movie 10 minutes already. And yeah, cause you have to set, I mean, I love the setup of the beginning with Slater and yeah, this scene seems a little added on. And I also think the end with, uh, when death comes up drags a little bit. Yeah. Although it, I guess he's there to, as the catalyst for him to like give him a, hint to where the what, like what else you should do like to think about the other half of the ticket like i don't know how else you do that without him just oh yeah there's another ticket i can get yeah i mean i guess um if i had to nitpick i guess this i really don't buy that he's scared in this scene <laughs> maybe that's what shane black is talking about yeah but this scene too you know you can relate to it if you have a single mom is she can't get off work because she needs the money. So you have to rely on your kid to be self-sufficient and go home. I hope he makes it in time. Yeah. So that the Lowe's 10, I, I quoted, I looked at the Google uh, 3d thing and the street it's on Broadway does not look at anything like a street. So unless they raise like 10 blocks <laughs> in the past 30 years. Maybe. I know they went through a huge cleaning up process I think in that it's area. Times Square. Like yeah. In the movie. But I think Yeah, you might be right. But it, like even today's Times Square looks nothing like that. Uh the the, the guy who plays uh the projectus projectionist Nick is really good. Look at my he looks so familiar, I can't remember him from what other movies he's been in. Yeah, Robert Prosky. Oh, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, yeah. That's a movie I haven't seen in a while. We will probably watch it for the Film Explosion 93. <laughs> Most likely. Oh, yeah, Death of Smoochie. That's the last thing I saw him in. Because he died in 2008. <laughs> Did Death of Smoochie kill him? <laughs> no. Unless uh, it's a slow death. Did that movie only make a million dollars? Um, I can look that up. I love how the scene is lit. 
it's actually strangely dark like yeah his face is in shadow it's i think it's to add the mystery of him because it's designed a specific way intentionally so death is Muchi had a budget of 50 million and it's is it really worldwide worldwide gross was 8.3 <laughs> wow and the opening weekend was four so that was half of it and wow, i was I, a little bit of that i can't believe that movie cost 50 million dollars I can see the seventy million dollars in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if you have Robin Williams um, and Danny DeVito, your actor budget is probably really high. Yeah. You know, this is the one part of this film I never got. Why did he tear this ticket if it's from Houdini? Well, uh, tearing it activates the. Uh... No, I understand why the, the for the plot he does it, but like if that was me, I'd say, "Don't you fold this up? You keep it." <laughs> mint condition i think uh since he's giving it to danny right yeah um he's he's like he's just going through the you know the process of like that's what you would do like to honor this ticket is to tear it no oh, okay not well, knowing you're right not knowing that it's magic you know and he's willing to give it away to danny instead for himself i mean i guess that makes sense because back then that's how they would you know take your ticket i mean yeah, it's, cer- it's ceremonial. Like, yeah, you're right. That makes sense. Yeah, because he, yeah, he has no idea that it's, it's more. It's like he's superstitious that it's does something, but I mean, otherwise, it's just paper to him. That's right, and I guess you're right because it may, it fits what he's doing because he got all dressed up for it, so it's yeah, he's ceremonial part. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing he's sitting next to the yeah yeah. I'm guessing he's sitting next to the aisle so the camera can fit easier (laughs) (laughs) in the room. This is how you need to open a movie: just have shit blow up. (laughs) That's why I love the Freddy versus Jason opening because it's just flesh being slashed (laughs) and stuff. Isn't nice this uh, shot? how they introduce uh, Tony Stark's mansion? Yeah, it is. That one's probably with a drone, but not with a helicopter. <laughs> or do they still do helicopter shots now, or do they just exclusively go to drones? I think if they can use a drone, um, yeah, they default to that, because why risk a human being with uh, helicopter fuel and less liability, you know? course the uh extremely famous anthony quinn is a bad guy vivaldi and that's a honeymooner what's his name uh that's uh jack slater's favorite second cousin (laughs) Art, art carney that's what it is yeah yes I believe it was his last role, actually. Was it really? Yeah. Double check. Curly sped up camera move. Yep. And Charles Dance as Benedict. Who I... thought he'd go into such notable roles in Game of Thrones? 
No, yeah, I mean, well, he's in a lot of things. Kind of a cool uh, way to have a villain where he has a glass eye that will change throughout the film. Yeah, you know, I was watching it uh, earlier in the week, and I swear, um, like when he, he switches out his eyes in that one scene, um, like his normal eyes in there. So is yeah. it just contacts? Uh, I think it's supposed to be a glass eye, but I, for some reason, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, it has to be a, just a mistake because he definitely has two eyes <laughs> later on in the film. <laughs> Yep, this is definitely Art Carney's last role. Yeah, when you think this movie is almost 30 years old, it trips me out. Right. And before this, Schwarzenegger made Terminator 2. And he chose this as his next pet project. I mean, I would. It had all the, on paper, had all had a winning, winning recipe. But they decided not, you know, they one of the big things about this is they didn't move it after Jurassic Park opened. I mean, with all the tie-in deals, like uh, could you? Like you, you'd, you'd have to have that could. plan way earlier. You know, I was on eBay and there's a Jack Slater talking action figure. I remember I saw that one in that toy store. I, yeah, I totally should have got it. I know, but there's the talking ones on eBay is for like eighty bucks right now. That's a lot of money. Yeah, article also talked about like how much uh, preparation went into choosing the car that Jack Slater had to drive. Yeah, yeah it's it's very it's very fascinating, and I guess he chose a Bonneville. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean this is why the boots are important because he's introduced both times with the boots. Yep. So it's very important that he did have the right boots. I think it's a good look for his character. Like oh yeah, no, it definitely his... stands out. Like I can't think of any other action heroes that. I mean, for something that uh, deconstructs action movies, like the boots are definitely unique to this, as far as I can remember. Yeah, and what's you know, Sam Raimi always said this about his films is he makes the hero look timeless. I mean, even though this is 1993, he could be wearing that today. You know, it's totally. just a red shirt, leather jacket, cowboy boots. Snake boots. And snake boots. That's a good gag. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, usually they would kick the door down. I love this, too. How does he know that by him, like, looking through the cards, the countdown for the bomb actually is starting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the gag. <laughs> yep. And so he's been given false information that he's given to Slater. But luckily we'll find out why Slater stays a step ahead of the bad guys in this film. It, you know, it, it's so cool that Schwarzenegger realized how ridiculous some of his action films are too. And he went along with it. You know, he killed my se favorite second cousin. I mean, Commando alone, like, even that's enough to. <laughs> it's like a crash course in just bombastic action movies.
they don't do explosions like that very much anymore. They're not really practical. Yeah, there's mostly CGI now. Again, liability. <laughs> yep. Does the knuckle push up? <laughs> yeah, because he's badass. Yeah, like the. I love that the not cops are in the weapon. tree. Yeah, <laughs> like they were clearly just fine. Uh, like they just fell off the porch, but then cut away and they're in the tree. Yep, and that's a nod to last uh, lethal weapon. Yep. And I, I love that the, the, the bad guys just randomly show up now, too. Yep. <laughs> well, I the guess guy, if they heard the explosion, that's why they'd show up. I mean, they were able to time the <laughs> explosion with the death of Art Carney, so. <laughs> yep. The guy uh, driving the red truck, uh, he was in Predator 2 as the guy who did a ton of coke before he shot up the place. Oh, that's right. The Asian actor, too, who's in the back, he's a stuntman that's in a lot of things as oh, well. Oh, yeah. That guy. Acme Dynamite. <laughs> so awesome. I mean, it, it bears saying that they don't make them like this anymore. <laughs> That's how great of a shot he is. Literally can shoot dynamite out of a movie screen. Hopefully the uh, 4K remastered edition will clean up those matte lines. Again, maybe, you know, a couple parts in here where the kid doesn't sell it, and that's one of them. <laughs> I love this reveal, though. This is a cool reveal. But they cut back to the theater and later and the dynamite didn't do any damage to the theater. Well, you put out the you put out the wick, so why would it? But didn't it make him explode into the film? Oh, no, I think it was just some I always thought it was just some ethereal like he crossed the plane and like it had nothing to do with the dynamite. No, I guess yeah, I guess it can make sense. Like if he if he had the technology today, it would have probably been uh, cooler if you know you use CGI to actually have him like run down the aisle, and yeah. then the background simultaneously like morphs into the car, like he's like running into the street from the seats. <laughs> I love this. You're driving with no hands. It takes yeah. lots of practice. <laughs> and the bullet launches this guy into a <laughs> mail truck. Yeah. Death yeah, by ice cream true. cone. <laughs> I gotta put that in the next <laughs> Thunderbolt movie. Do it. You have to. That'd be a great homage. And ice that guy. <laughs> Precursor to <laughs> Batman and Robin. <laughs> you know, and there is an art to saying delivering one-liners. That's why I've never been a big Vin Diesel fan, because he doesn't say them like Schwarzenegger or The Rock can. There's there's a certain bravada that's needed to deliver those lines, because even though they're ridiculous, you have to believe that they're awesome, and Schwarzenegger is able to do that. His delivery is just off by just a little bit that it just uh, just makes it that much better. Exactly. Hey, remember mini disc players? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I should get that license plate Slater One. 
Totally. Get on your squad car. Well, we know that it, the film is starting to be appreciated too because it did show up in Ready Player One. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who Spielberg is connected to in this movie. I don't know. Maybe he's just a fan. Because I don't think or, he's ever worked with Schwarzenegger or produced no. anything of his. Yeah, you're right. Maybe he's just a fan or maybe one of the visual effects artists is a fan of it. Maybe, yeah. Visual effects guys just did it and Spielberg's like just a fan himself, so. <laughs> Product placement. I mean, this the steering wheel turning in the air turn the car <laughs> hell yeah it does <laughs> i love this in the background <laughs> <laughs> pretty bad composite but hilarious it's still hilarious but i i love his schwarzenegger's line here too where he says you'll miss out on all of life's uh great adventures acne your first divorce and premature ejaculation <laughs> Man, still following him. I wonder if that guy did a bunch of coke from Predator 2 and then did a bunch of coke for Jack Slater 4. Totally. <laughs> that wasn't sped up. What a weird location change. <laughs> like, what is this, the, the back of? <laughs> a mall? I think it is. I think it says Beverly Hills or something on one of the signs. Acme storage. I like how all the props are labeled Acme. Yep. Like I said, this movie is so smart. It may too smart for its own good. And I, as we've been doing this, and as we've been posting on Facebook that we're huge fans, I, I love that there's fans that are also coming out and saying how smart this movie is and how much they love it. It's it's definitely started to gain in popularity. I mean, I've always been a fan. I think it's one of the first widescreen DVDs I ever owned. That, that's impressive because I think the first time I bought this, I can only get this, the standard frame. Yeah, the, <laughs> so I got the widescreen one, and if you flipped it over, it had the pan and scan on the other side. I love that it just catches on fire in midair. <laughs> yeah. And then for some reason, women with, oh, that chick's really hot. Love it. Oh, yeah, well, like, what is this place? <laughs> I have no idea. Skinned in Predator and burned alive in <laughs> Last Action Hero. That dude must be a stunt guy. Like how this is shamelessly a mannequin. <laughs> mannequin legs. Right. <laughs> the two just stuck upside down. Yep. Love it. Oh, Baskin Robbins. Maybe that's why it's all pink. So I I just thought of uh do you think that maybe people were put off by this because like you said he did Terminator two right before this where he you know kind of teamed up with a plucky young kid maybe um they're like oh we're in for more of the same <laughs> although if I was like I'm in for more of the same of Terminator two I'd be stoked hey speaking of Terminator yeah, two right there <laughs> well we got Sharon Stone. <laughs> they love this is again so funny they literally have an ex 
why the lady cops are in short skirts and stuff. <laughs> the uh, short guy over at, ah, shoot. I wish I was, he looked like a uh, guy. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, um. He's in he's Seinfeld in, he, and. Uh, and he's in uh, Bordello he, of Blood. He yeah. did the motion capture for Splinter, I think, in the uh, 2014 Turtle movie. <laughs> But yeah, this is like the quintessential <laughs> L.A. Uh, police station. Like, <laughs> I, love, I love the titles of his uh, pre-recorded phone conversations. Yeah, twin brother did it. <laughs> this one tape is his only response is "uh huh, yeah." So, like, I wonder what the other tapes like. Wouldn't they just all have that same response? Well, no, it'd have to be, I mean, what would his twin brother say? <laughs> oh, my like twin brother did it. it. Yeah, so it says twin brother did it. So when he puts it in, because something bad happened, he say, my twin brother did it. But I like, is that what's on loop? He just says, my <laughs> like, what else? Do... <laughs> well, he says his twin brother did it, and then it goes to, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so basically all the tapes are, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, they just start yeah. out with the one thing, and then loop, yeah. You know, this didn't even have that bad of an opening weekend. I was doing some research before we did this uh, commentary, and it did 15 million. That's not that bad. Yeah, plenty of movies nowadays would kill for that opening. But yeah, in the shadow of Jurassic Park, it's definitely <laughs> pretty. You know, it, you're probably right. It is because that's spelled the same way as Fred Decker's name. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's probably not a Blade Runner reference. Probably not. I mean, I guess they both make sense. Like, <laughs> in that article, they're talking about how like out of place this cartoon cat is, but I think yeah. it totally makes sense for this. Yeah, it, for this world, it makes total sense. Yeah. I love the his TV screen behind him is explosions and fire <laughs> or tornado <laughs> in lethal. Uh, I mean, loaded weapon one. It's a big picture of donuts. <laughs> this has a live feed. All his I love the throwaway to line too. <laughs> yeah, what you I, I, I love. Uh, I love the throwaway line too, where he says that, you know, a cartoon cat just walked into the police department. Oh he yeah. Says, and he'll do tomorrow. it again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's totally normal. <laughs> they don't understand how ridiculous it is. You know, I know this movie so well as I don't even have the sound up. I can't even hear it, but I know exactly what they're saying. <laughs> I've probably have seen this movie 20 times. This that's, is the, that's not enough, Ryan. <laughs> I've probably seen it more. It's as many I can remember. I've seen it twice this week. Again, I think this is shot really well. I love the use of the uh, lens flares.
that little uh you saw that the the picture kind of squished or unswished mm -hmm. as, as it rack focused that's yeah because uh, they're using anamorphic lenses is why those lens flares um in the previous shot that's how they make them interesting <laughs> i, I want to be schwarzenegger i love that her badge is right in her cleavage <laughs> Like adults just stop for a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and see, man, I, I guess people have, who are listening to us comment on this are probably fans and they know it. I love too that the dynamic of him putting up with this kid is because he lost his son. But you don't know that right away. Well, he also lost his partner, right? Because he was... Right? I don't know. I forget. Did he have a partner or has he always been like a lone wolf? And I think he's always been a lone wolf. I think it's more of the sun dynamic. <laughs> I love that everybody else has a police car except for Slater. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what is Slater's actual, is he just an officer? Is he a detective? Did they ever say? I don't remember. He's a detective. Is that like a perk you get when you become detective? You get to choose, like you don't have to wear the uniform anymore and you get to pick your own car? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> it just causes an accident. <laughs> I love that it's Acme video, but it's clearly Blockbuster. Yeah. Guy miss going to Blockbusters. I know. They always have that distinct smell hmm. of, you know, plastic and... I love just like seeing the obscure tape covers like yeah <laughs> he was fantastic <laughs> so I, th I think they should remake Terminator 2 with Stallone too so we can see mm -hmm. how that would pan out this is such an awesome like turn to where she's you're in a movie it is the girl of my dreams it starred you <laughs> pretty sweet pickup line totally you know that deep fake stuff? They totally should do the Stallone in Terminator 2. Oh, thing. they could, yeah. What's on, the, done it. what's on the TV screen in the back? What are they watching? Oh, shoot. I, I looked can't away. Tell. Someone's maybe on just, fire. <laughs> yeah, maybe just previews. I don't know. I like it's to look for little details. Yeah. There's a deer in it. I have no idea. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Something. I don't know, maybe uh, some obscure McTiernan film, maybe? Yeah, we have to look that up. Oh, it does say Blockbuster video in the background. Oh, there it is right there, yeah. <laughs> Someone forgot to change the sign. Yep, and it all says gift certificates. <laughs> Undercover, of course. <laughs> <laughs> So here's a there's a funny little joke as how Jack Slater is parked compared to everybody else. Oh sweet, someone did it. Someone did the Stallone T2 deep fake. <laughs> did they really? Yep. I'll watch that later. <laughs> I 
<laughs> this is, I think, this is my favorite moment in the whole movie. Do <laughs> you think that gardener is the gardener for the house that they're renting or is he's placed there for the story? <laughs> That's a good question. Oh man, I wish I could read his badge. Maybe it says sergeant. Maybe he's a sergeant. All I have to do is drive around the neighborhood, point out a house and say the bad guys are in there. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. It is. It's awesome. See, that's one of those moments where, like, I argue that Stallone is a good actor. You mean Schwarzenegger? What did I say? Stallone. Oh, man. Oh, no, I think he's a, I think he's a, if you've seen his later work, Maggie or Aftermath, he's a pretty phenomenal in that stuff. Right, but at, th at this time, you know, the joke was oh, that yeah. he was, you know. That's what I mean, because, see, this scene, too, where he he's being so ridiculous and he doesn't believe what danny is telling him and he's so upfront you know he's saying it's a beautiful day and a is a drug uh, we're out killing drug dealers <laughs> <laughs> and that guy's in a lot of movies too yeah you know, the butler guy it's interesting that the, that joke exists in this movie because that line originated in the movie prior to this one so no so it's no it originated in terminator the very first so, one yeah because remember he comes in uh when sarah connor is at the police station and he says is sarah connor here i want to speak with her and he says i'll be back he also says it in running man oh so he's intimidating the guy at the police station yep Yep, Sergeant. Ha <laughs> ha. Sergeant Jack Slater figured it out. Thanks, Blu-ray Clarity. <laughs> like this scene looks great right now. There's a couple scenes later on, the darker scenes that need to be rescanned. <laughs> this part is so ridiculous. The snapping of the finger fingers and the dogs in the pyramid. <laughs> And and the sound effects too. This movie is so smart. The sound effects where when Schwarzenegger says, "I'm going to rip off your thumbs," uh, or how can you snap when I rip off your thumbs? You hear the dogs go. Bow! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the guy who answered the door before he's uh, listed as tough Asian man, and he died in 2000. Oh, really? So and he was 70. So he must have been 65. Wow. 62. But he's hey, in a lot of yeah. Pee-wee's uh, Big Adventure. Yep. The Running Man, Dark Man. Yep. Oh. Three Ninjas. So I wonder if those are all contacts that are in him on his eyes, or it's put in in post. Oh, I think they're definitely contacts. But my thing was that, I, like, I thought they were 
glass eyes because no, yeah, like, I think they're supposed to be. But there's he, a remember, shot later where like he has a real eye in. So yeah, but in that same shot, remember, <laughs> just runs everything over. Uh, in that same shot you're talking about, he does take the whole eyeball out. I think it's just a continuity error or something. But yeah, there's no CGI, so there's it's definitely a contact. I mean, I mean, there's a little CGI, but I don't think they're grafting faces yet. Just making dinosaurs. Yeah, of course, Anthony Quinn's villain's big thing is he says things wrong all the time. And Benedict knows that he's a better villain and he's he should be in charge. Real nerd Corinne thinks Charles Dance is the best part of this film. She's wrong. It's definitely Arnold Schwarzenegger. I like the idea that the, the second command is actually the main villain. Yeah, I mean, he he's, gets an arc. Yeah, yeah, he's great in the movie. Don't get me wrong, but Schwarzenegger's the best. See, like this scene right here, it definitely needs to be cleaned up. Like visual quality? Yeah. It's not as sharp as the rest of the movie. But it looks like uh, McTurnan is using a lot of natural lighting at this part, too. Probably they were moving so fast trying to get it done that, you know, because it's also kind of one continuous shot for a long, long stretch here. Yep. Less time to edit. Well, yeah, I think in the article they said they had to shoot it in two months or something. Yeah. Or like had to shoot it in a month and get it ready in six months, which is pretty amazing for a film of this scope. Yeah, with as many action scenes as it has. Yeah, and there's a you know a funny moment in the article where they talk about if they blow it up and it didn't look right, they just blow it up again because they had so much money. Yeah. Look at that view. Could you imagine having a home like that? The only thing I could do is imagine. <laughs> I know, right? It's actually a pretty small house, but yeah, the view is, is great. The view is amazing. So this is the same year she did um, Billy Madison, I think. Or maybe Billy Madison was two years after this. I think it is two years after this. Yep, 95. And this is where the film takes like a heavy turn. Well, yeah, now uh, Danny gets to connect the dots on his yeah. dead son. And Schwarzenegger plays it so awesome. You know, that's that breaks his tough guy facade that he always puts up, is the loss of a son. I mean, I could never imagine... I mean, even the way it's shot is, you know, this is, I remember seeing this and I, the first time and it really blew my mind. It's not that, just the loss of his son. It's also his mistake. Yeah. I mean, exactly. It. It's, it's because he did this, you know, 
and you well, yeah, don't being see the, the, being the tough actiony guy like yeah overconfident uh yeah i got his son killed and how many times do you see the hero lose i mean Empire although his son's pretty back. dumb for not running away like he had plenty of time to like not stand back there <laughs> <laughs> well maybe he wouldn't know what to do and they also set it up that he could you know he's going to save him and he doesn't which means and if you i mean that's pretty horrific and if you play the the movie in the real time that that's how the film ends because remember it, it fuzzes out there and by the time he goes upstairs to see Nick the projectionist it's already on credits so that's the last shot of Jack Slater 3 yeah it's like the end uh, the infinity war of Jack 90s Slater action films <laughs> yes I love that this dude's character's name is Skeezy. <laughs> oh, wait, he comes later. <laughs> I like this wall of books. Yeah. The shelf's cool. Like, it's a cool house. Hardwood floors. That house probably now in... California's twelve million dollars. Yeah. You know, and uh Benedict, he's actually a pretty sinister villain in this. Really well uh thought out, really well written. I love how they're calling out the like harm a hair on their head um line of dialogue you always hear. Yep. And see he's a snake now. Sneak eye. And it's cool because he's a smart villain. You know, he doesn't buy his story and he's the first one to actually believe Danny that he is from the real world and how he can use that to his advantage. His tattoo is supposed to be. I think it's an interesting choice to add. Like, I don't think it like adds anything to his character and we don't, you know, it doesn't reveal anything later. Yeah. I, w- I wonder what like the rest of it's supposed to be. I don't know. That's why we need the special edition Blu-ray. They need to let us in on the insights and all this stuff. Well, he doesn't seem like a character that would have a tattoo. Yeah. So it's interesting that he even has one and it's never fully shown. And there so... has to be a reason behind it because the design's too intricate for it yeah. not to have a reason. It's way too specific. Yeah. It might have been part of like a character design, like mm. if they had like someone else other than Charles Dance in mind, or maybe Charles Dance felt that his character needed it. Who knows? I think he holds the gun in his left hand, and the tattoo goes all the way down his to his left his left arm. So I wonder if it has something to do with his uh, shooting hand. See, that makes sense see if it comes up later but like i said i don't remember it showing up ever yeah i don't know yeah i love how he's smart and doesn't fall for this either although danny's even smarter because that's not this what this is about no because he knows his movies and he knows that that's what the bad guy is going to do exactly (laughs) can't even catch it from that far away 
Slater knows. Why does she scream so much? Like, I understand when she's getting hit around, but when she's got the upper hand, like, why is she screaming? Because after reaction? So, so the other bad guys think she's still being abused ah. as she's beating up that guy. That makes sense. Never oh, shit. But the bolt's going to go through his head into, into Danny, so she's <laughs> not very... <laughs> See, that joke of him not catching the money comes back right there. Ah. See, this movie's way smarter than people get credit for. Totally. This guy would be a perfect Mill House. <laughs> <laughs> Live-action live Simpsons movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's so close to the gun and avoids it. It's great. Yep. <laughs> Oh no, my book wall. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, scene staged pretty well. Yeah. Pretty creative. Again, the the you know, McTiernan knows how to direct action for sure. Cause even that right there, that's really well done. This is a part of the commentary we get wrapped up in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's action. Not, not a lot to... <laughs> the handgun that blows that guy all the way down the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> I do love the soundtrack in this. I love like the hard rock and <laughs> that dude's still stuck in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that killed that dude. And a nimble Arnold Schwarzenegger. God, those matte lines are flashing pretty. Yep. <laughs> now there's a Spielberg reference coming up here. There is a Spielberg. Maybe that's why it's in uh maybe ready player uh, one because they reference et in this film there you go that's we it. just we just answer our own questions continuously Who that's why we're about movies that's why we're real nerds see this is what i mean like look how like fuzzy and unrefined this scene is yeah this whole night scene here is pretty bad like it gets worse when danny's riding his bike yeah they just needs to get a fresh 4k scan Because think of the details you're probably missing because it's not 
four times sharper. Four times the color. I mean, is that the true pink of the bike right now I'm seeing? I don't know. No one can know. Only yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that, that shot's really needs to be remade or rescanned. Because the black is kind of, I don't know how it looks on your TV, but the black has a... Uh, I'm playing on my computer. Mm. But yeah, you can definitely see like the the, the noise. Yep. In the in the grain and the blacks. I don't know what makes him fly. <laughs> Look at those mat lines for that flagpole. Whew. But you know, honestly, ninety three. I don't know else, how else you would do that. Sequence. Oh, you couldn't. I mean, it's still. I mean, I don't think it looks. It looks all right. It's like in eighty nine Batman when Batman's sitting on the top of the cathedral, looking down, and they animate him walking out of the shot. Yeah. Like a Warner Brothers cartoon. <laughs> yeah, I never got why they did that. Well, I don't know why they didn't have him film the actual I think because you can't like for the scale of that shot like I, I don't think the sound stage would have been high enough hmm. or I guess they, they were doing it at Pinewood so like the height just wasn't there yeah this is a scene we're talking about I believe coming up with the eye right yeah or is it later so yeah he takes out so the socket should be empty right here and it's, yeah yeah it wasn't a contact. It was a full-on ball. So I'm like, yeah. And you also get some insight to who he is. He's also a hunter. This character is really, really well thought out. His little rack is just bent spoons. <laughs> With a dog on the top. Like the prop guy's just okay. We need an eyeball rack. <laughs> Just jam some spoon handles into a wooden dowel. <laughs> the prop guy's going through an eyeball rack. What the <laughs> fuck am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> As he goes through the script and marks everything that they need. Oh, God, that's really digitally compressed. Yeah, his he doesn't even look like he's there. See, just clean the movie up a little bit. I mean, I think the restoration people would definitely have their hands full. I would have moved that lamp before I shot that shot. <laughs> it takes up way too much of the frame. <laughs> I love the chalk line of the dude through the wall. <laughs> yep, that's what you do on scenes with dead bodies is take their property. Is this an accurate crime scene investigation, Ryan? A hundred percent. You definitely want all these people contaminating the scene. Is <laughs> a great gag too. The, the swearing. Yep.
ever i wonder if this is ever supposed to be a rated r movie or they're always shooting for pg-13 i mean if it has this gag in it probably not right yeah i guess you're right although i guess the the article did say the first draft like had really gory action like violence it was called Mm -hmm. excessive violence that's right this is probably yeah i guess this line was probably added in later draft when they knew they were gonna do 13 yep yeah, he definitely says glass eye there. I love this too that it kills everybody but Jack, Danny, and his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm assuming. It's like we're basically goddamn cartoon. <laughs> I love that his hair is smoking. <laughs> still. <Yeah. laughs> from night to day and they're still smoking. <laughs> Or is it, yeah, his ears and not Schwarzenegger's hair? <laughs> it's his ears. And then it's Schwarzenegger's hair. It's <laughs> smoking, too. <laughs> wonder what his trophies for. I don't know. I did see a picture of John F. Kennedy. <laughs> Humphrey Bogart over there? <laughs> yeah. See that that looks impressive. Like it, he looks like he's really there. That was nicely done by the effects team. Yeah, the last few times I've watched it, I haven't even noticed him. F. Murray Abraham, he's a great character actor. crazy thing so much has already happened and we're not even into the second act yet yeah we're, Which, we're actually at the yeah one hour mark yeah because you still have the the funeral scene coming up which feels like a finale in its own yep i guess it is a finale for the movie world i wonder if this is the same apartment complex as uh karate kid, karate kid yeah I, I thought the same thing it might be God, man, we are just me and you on the same wavelength. Was it the seven C's? I think it is something like that. That ah, is apartment number 69. It's <laughs> a fun joke. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. They're always there. It cost me a fortune in closet doors. And if you look, there's great little uh, set design. There's bullet holes yep. behind everything back there. All the same boots, all the same guns. Love this, the the hero going through self-doubt. The South Seas. South Seas Apartments. <laughs> you think I'd remarry someone so stupid they don't know the difference between my voice and a recording? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man. Definitely has uh a Shane Black uh style and dialogue to it. Even though a lot of his stuff was rewritten. <laughs> I love that the dude is still dead on the floor. <laughs> it's a weird stain in the corner. So the South Seas apartments still exist and you can rent them. Wow. They're all studios. One bath, 600 square feet, 37 units. So 69 is definitely a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't see any information on how much it costs to rent, though. And I love the juvenile humor that it's a funeral for a guy named Leo the Fart. <laughs> There's a blog article that says the uh, Karate Kid apartment in Reseda uh, hits the market for $4.75 million. Wow. So yeah, that movie did a lot for the <laughs> financial for that place. Another funny thing is Schwarzenegger's driving so bad he's causing accidents behind him. Yeah. <laughs> There's another one. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> See, there's another funny joke. There's a car stopped at a stop light and he just kept driving through it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Movie is too smart for everybody else. One day people understand the brilliance of it. Hopefully Sony, so they get to work on that DVD. Yep. 4K. We'll definitely have <laughs> enough sway over them. It's a cool rooftop. Yeah, is this still LA? I believe so. Uh, Where's the La Brea Tar Pits at? I don't know. Well, according to the article, they recreated the pits from scratch to be near here so yeah <laughs> they're not here at great expense here's another funny juvenile joke he pulls his finger to start the bomb <laughs> and he's pleased about it I forgot how he got to the the hotel. <laughs> Just drives over the water. Yeah. Through a fence over the water. His daughter drives through a fence later too, which is a fun callback. Yep. There's a funny joke here too, uh coming up. Slater says calls out practice and there's some dude in the background says, Makes perfect. <laughs> I'll look up the Hyatt Regency in LA. Yep. There it is. Practice makes perfect.
There's Acme Engineering. <laughs> he said you killed Mozart. Mozart. <laughs> That's an Amadeus reference. I wonder if people listening to commentary just appreciate me reciting lines from the film. Probably. Can't help it. I love this movie too much. I love how silly and great the dialogue is. Yeah, so the uh, this high regency is in Long Beach, south of mm. L.A. So gotcha. close. Yeah, I mean, he drove there. He caused a lot of accidents on the way, so maybe that's what it is. Go fishing, amigo. See, that's why you needed that scene at the beginning of him being, you know, robbed so he could have the handcuff key. Oh, so I'm looking at this movie locations website. The theater is actually in the movie is in LA. It's oh, really? Or Orpheum Theater. In Still around? Uh, beautifully restored gem of a picture palace can also be seen in Ed Wood. Oh. Uh, the Doors. And more recently, The Artist. Oh, wow. Yeah, that makes oh, sense. Oh, it's also where Mary Jane, Kirsten Dunst, makes her Broadway debut in Spider-Man 3. Wow. A Spider-Man connection. Love it. It's a good commentary on uh, people talking to way too much <laughs> in uh, shakedown scenes. Yep. And it's still, they're still be talking too much. <laughs> Right here is the last straw for Benedict. He's tired of being bossed around by someone he's smarter than. What uh, what's that design supposed to be? Like a ninja star? Ah, uh, yeah, maybe or like poison. I don't know. I love that he's killed by a cartoon bullets too. <laughs> It'd have been a sweet callback to Roger Rabbit if you saw the little bullets talking and stuff. The little cowboy bullets, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet the Hyatt doesn't have those neon lights in it anymore. <laughs> See, it's another shot that looked bad, man. Come on, Sony. Do you think they built that outside elevator for this? Because I'm looking at the shots of the Regency now, and it's mostly like white and not seeing that red elevator on the side. Huh. I mean, it makes sense. That's a bad cut. I love too. He's trying to be inconspicuous and he puts on an LAPD hat. Yeah. Coming up. In front of a bunch of mobsters. Yep. That's a weird statue. It's like a lady's head on a lion spitting out water. I think this whole rooftop is uh like production designed. Like Wow. I don't think that's the actual 
rooftop for the hotel. I guess if you have so much money to throw around, who cares? Uh, Acme shows up again. It's Acme Construction behind him. Look at that. That's a good attention to detail. Heck yeah, it is. Good job, production designers. I mean, you could just not do that in the movies. <laughs> would have moved on just fine. but Yeah, it, it wouldn't matter, but you know, they kept it going. So I'm guessing they don't get to keep this rig. They probably rented it, right? Yeah. So whoever took it back had to keep the Acme construction on the inside. <laughs> Unless there's a company actually called Acme Construction. Let's start it. <laughs> Get me out of here. It's <laughs> a good comedic delivery right there. Yeah, it is. I love the pull away too, man. This film is really well made. I don't care what anybody says. Have you ever seen a, uh, I guess, a embalmed body in a coffin before, Ryan? I have. And it's never a full-bodied thing like this. <laughs> no. Movies always do like the full dummy. It's just yeah. a compressed, completely like sucked dry yeah and corpse it's definitely they do definitely do not look like that i'm gonna make a point to that in my movies like have them <laughs> start out thinking that like they're gonna do a scene like this and then pull out the body and just like it just disintegrates <laughs> i guess they're holding it <laughs> could you imagine actually touching a corpse that was in a coffin it's probably disgusting yeah like if it split open and all the formaldehyde and shit came out of it <laughs> did you see that body even fall off the side it, it just landed <laughs> right, right on the flowers <laughs> that's because they couldn't afford to lose it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love that they don't start shooting until he gets down here and then they're all horrible shots of course they're in, we're in his world still it's great. You know, this, you're right this has to be set design because they're blowing everything up on it that's what I'm guessing is, yeah, they, they, have a, they have a false rooftop so they can put all the squibs in. That's a cool shot. And then, yeah, probably for liability and stuff, you know, the extension for this elevator wouldn't be Hyatt's property, so. Yeah. Here's a, a rough composite shot coming up. <laughs> See, there's no 13th floor on that. I did not. Floors. Oh, yeah. There you did. <laughs> yeah, that's a composite too. Or is it just the bad compression? I think it's the bad yeah, compression. I think you're right. that a predator nod oh maybe you know it has to be right because he even looks at the camera <laughs> killing a bunch of innocent people <laughs> <laughs> i guess they're bad guys i guess they don't care 
this definitely has to be a diehard reference coming up here. Yeah, I mean, this shot's cool, too. The stunt work that's involved. Yeah. I mean, that's really impressive. I mean, that guy... Well, obviously, that's Schwarzenegger, but... This, yeah, this is definitely a, a Hans Gruber. Because Tiernan, yeah, Tiernan did Die Hard. He did. <laughs> Can't believe I forgot to mention that at the top of the uh, commentary. See that? Yeah, I think it just, when they do the 4K clean to see shots, of, I mean, this movie would look incredible. That's really impressive. Uh, all that hand isn't but uh the stuntman is actually like that's not cgi that's a even if there's a harness like that's still oh yeah like right there i mean how far away it is and how high it is that's really impressive swinging over the camera like that (laughs) yeah (laughs) i laugh every time he's kicking the corpse i think it's so (laughs) funny (laughs) it's coming up Here it comes. <laughs> I always laugh. I don't know why. I think it's funny. When I was a kid, I always wanted to jump in that and swim. <laughs> I don't think it's, it's as fluid as this. It's definitely not. I mean, I wanted to go into that one. But I like how they call it out later when he just like wipes it off and he's completely clean. (laughs) And a kid running through a park shooting a gun. Yeah. (laughs) And you can clearly see the the narrow walkway (laughs) that he can swim through because they didn't fill the whole whole pit. Yep. (laughs) Because the rest is probably what? Cement that they dressed up? Yeah, there's just a thin layer of fake tar on you know, yeah, ninety percent of it's a shallow concrete, and there's just that one walkway through the middle. It's also kind of a predator reference with all the smudge on his face. Yeah. <laughs> it is silent but deadly. <laughs> like instantly, okay. <laughs> just, why is there a paper towel dispenser there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess a lot of people jump in. I guess so. They get prepared for anything. <laughs> and there's a the callback you were talking about. <laughs> you see, you have to be committed to this role in this part to do something that goofy where he's dabbing tar off of himself and getting clean. I'm looking at uh, pictures of the uh, La Brea tarp, the, the actual La Brea tarp. It's online. And it's pretty close. Is it really? I mean, obviously the real one's bigger. But mm-hmm. it's the same concept of like... Is there dinosaurs in it? There's actually more woolly mammoths I'm mm-hmm. seeing than dinosaurs. Yeah. 
my dream is to have a pool where you can swim up to the bar. Well, it's gonna be tough to do in Colorado. <laughs> that is true. Keep an Maybe. eye on the the windows in the bar here as the camera moves around because you'll totally see the entire crew. No, really, show up. Um, especially when after this, when he walks back into the room, you'll see it. I wonder what it says in the pool under there. It's like Vienza pizza. Yeah, something like that. It's uh, P A C I. Vienza Paca. I don't know what it says. It's Italian. Yep. An F is after the I. Yeah, watch this camera move here. It swings around, look in the back, and you'll see the crew <laughs> moving the camera on the dolly. Yep. Oh, yeah, everybody. See, again, he understands where he's at, and he's just talking to to you as the audience member very interesting yeah if, uh, like i like it he gets that he's in a movie yet but the fact that he knows enough to make a fourth wall break is a bit yeah. strange <laughs> i love this joke uh, where he's like this is for blowing up my ex-wife's house and he smacks his hand <laughs> 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 setup is so great you think he's going to just crush his face <laughs> so his bodyguard got put oh wait yeah I, I remember he he's driving the car and gets killed yeah um yeah maybe that fourth wall cut is a edit, edit thing where there's maybe a scene before that between him mm -hmm. killing Vivaldi and maybe figuring some stuff out. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you picked that uh that old car. Like I I think his his daughter's car is actually pretty suited to him as a character. It is. Like that if that was his iconic ride. But I guess the the convertible makes more sense because he can shoot out of it oh, the pickup truck has a completely empty back that's true too to shoot out of yeah, yeah this scene is comp uh, digitally yep. compressed pretty bad really bad like they're really noisy yep oh that one's bad too whoo apparently actually la <laughs> which happens a lot spider-man movies a couple of them were shot in la it's supposed to be new york Let's see it was curse of the demon back there what's the top marquee it's blood something 
she played with fire. Six new triple X movies. Sweet. That'd have been really funny if he pulled his hand. Uh, I guess he does make a comment there. <laughs> like if he actually cut up his hand and it, it, if it didn't cut away. Yeah. Yeah, another scene that's really badly compressed. The uh, Ford Taurus is the car of the future in RoboCop. That is true. They stopped making Tauruses. <laughs> they have. Yeah, Ford only makes SUVs and crossovers now and pickup trucks. You see the string tied to this thing? Oh, yeah. Really <laughs> bad. I see two of them. Yeah, there's two wires. I wonder yeah. if it's to like stop the car before it hits in case... Something goes wrong before it hits. That's in, I don't know. That's or is there? There has to be. We'd have to talk to a stunt coordinator. I mean, there has to be a reason why there's two. It's an impressive shot to like do all in one though. Yeah. Eighty nine Mercury Sable has an airbag. Hmm. There's a lot of blood there. Yeah. That's a funny line because the director made that movie. That is. Lens flares again. Maybe J.J. Abrams was inspired by this film. It's like, I like the look of it. I want all my movies to look like Last Action Hero. <laughs> that seems like that shot is zoomed in. Like the combination of Burger King and Opera. Yep. What do you What do you mean product placement? <laughs> the brightest thing over there is a Burger King sign. <laughs> you know that would be uh, hard to understand that everything about you is fake, and the feelings you had about your kid and stuff that who died are fake. Yeah, like all that emotion is meaningless. Yep. Because how could you reconcile that, that you, you know, oh, it doesn't matter that my kid died, even though he did die, but in real life, he isn't dead because it's fake. I want to drink water out of that tap. Yuck. <laughs> I'm curious what uh, the projectionist, like he was just examining this reel like in his spare time, just like, mm -hmm. here's a reel of film that I have. <laughs> like, like the director's like, okay, we need to start the scene. Uh, Robert, just hang out to the right of the camera. 
hold this reel, pretend it's interesting. Then we'll have Danny run in. You know, now that you brought that up, it does have a lot of continuous shots, and you're probably right. That was for editing purposes. Yeah, cut down edit time. Mm-hmm. I never really uh, noticed that before. In that article, they said uh, like a lot of the edits in this movie are just like in-camera cuts. Like they just let it run, cut, moved on, and then just shot the next thing. So yeah, less edit to do. Makes sense. I mean, it makes for a really cool, fluid movie. But there's a practical reason behind it. I guess everybody says a lot of things don't happen on accidents in movies. And it's pretty risky. You know, later on when he meets the real Schwarzenegger, he plays him as kind of a arrogant douche. Yeah. Which is great because it's a good gag. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's playing, like, not so much Schwarzenegger the star, but Schwarzenegger the entrepreneur, uh, yeah, restaurant that. owner. <laughs> and how his wife, you know, chastises him if he brings up Planet Hollywood, and it's the first thing he does. <laughs> <laughs> kind of wish I got to see Planet Hollywood. Uh, I went to one at uh, Disney World. Oh, yeah? I think it's still there. Nah, they... Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it is. Last, well, I mean, I guess it was on my honeymoon that was nine years ago, but... <laughs> well, even nine years ago, I'm surprised. I thought it went under years before that. It's cool. It's like in this big sphere. Or maybe it's just I, not yeah. owned by Schwarzenegger, Stallone, and Willis anymore? Oh, I I doubt it. I'm, sure he, I'm pretty sure he sold his stocks in Planet Hollywood years ago, oh, yeah. probably 20 years ago. Planet Hollywood International. Yep, Las Vegas, Cancun, Costa Rica, and Goa. Hmm. So I guess the closest one to us is obviously Las Vegas. So yeah. let's see what this going on here. It makes sense that it's in Las Vegas. It's kind of a place I'd expect a Planet Hollywood to be. Yeah. But now the logo is just this PH with a little swirl around it. It's not Lame. even like Planet Hollywood. So they definitely jettisoned the whole action star motif. Hmm. Just an average. See, if I was, you know, in charge of Planet Hollywood, I'd have crazy 40-ounce steaks or something, you know, way over the top. Head crusher, <laughs> bloodthirst. Yes. Are those real movies? Hot blood, evil clutch. <laughs> so I'm just reading all this stuff in the background. Probably the best part of. Um. So, oh, it's a 1999 is Head Crusher. <laughs> a mobster kills his cheering girlfriend and her lover and buries their bodies in a wall. <laughs> Do you think Evil Clutch is a movie about a possessed car? <laughs> <laughs> it should be. I'm gonna put in she played with fire. Hey, she played with fire is real. Uh, yeah. Who's what? 
Uh, she, she played with fire. It's from 1957. Oh. Um, Jack Hawkins and Arlene Dahl. A lot of movies theaters uh, in this New York staying alive by playing retrospective movies. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to get soon. <laughs> I actually kind of feel bad for this dude who's working on this car in this scene. He's literally asked us how he can help this guy. So behind Benedict, there's a guy at the in this doorway. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if he's a background character or an actual like security guard for the building across the street because he just stands there, starts to and starts watching everything. Watch. Or if he's he's part of like the crew of the movie, and yeah. he's not supposed to be in the scene. But the fact that he's just standing there at, at the door looking at things, I think he's he's also carrying sneakers. Yeah, you're right. And then there's people that just walk by. Maybe he's a prop guy because he's not because the other scene is yeah the sneaker scene. Yeah, it's a different guy who comes up and yells at him. He's wearing a white shirt. Yeah, I don't think those were actors. <laughs> oh, I think you're right. Because he's, like, he's like wedging the door. Yeah, it's like he's closing down the shop. <laughs> Bunch of movie posters uh, there too. Yeah, he's kid's a movie fan. Was, oh, go ahead. I say the apartment in New York now is probably eight thousand dollars a month. Yeah, definitely not a single mom salary. No. Um, if anyone's curious, uh, the soonest you can get a room at the Planet Hollywood Vegas is May twenty second, and it'll cost you one hundred twenty nine dollars a night. Nice. What but it'll cost hell? you forty nine dollars on the thirty first. Nice. That's actually really good. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Go, go to the Planet Hollywood on a Sunday. <laughs> Even during a pandemic. Well, I think most people fly out of Vegas on Sundays. Mm. I actually expect them to be lower considering there's a pandemic going on. I mean, you'd think. Because like $129 is the Marriott here. Is it really? Yeah. The tech center. I get, I mean, hotels are just expensive. Yeah, and you really don't spend that much time in the room. You don't. It's like a big storage locker, you know. And you like sleep for eight hours and you're done with it. If you're doing one day. Do they even have like uh, on the website for Planet Hollywood? Does they even talk about the uh, what do you call it? 
the memorabilia they have, or I guess that's over too. Yeah, there's it's yeah, it's it not even no sense of movies nostalgia. It's just like the only I guess Hollywoodish thing in there is that Gwen Stefani's uh doing a show there, <laughs> a residency. Nice. nice. But yeah, there's no like celebration of movies. But even then she's just a girl. <laughs> That's literally what it's called. Is it really? Stefani, just a girl. <laughs> Multi-platinum recording artist and global icon Gwen Stefani is now on the Las Vegas Strip with her exclusive headlining residency, residency show. And uh, Chris Angel's there. Nice. But yeah, no, no like movie-related stuff. Huh. So where do you think Benedict pulled the Ripper from? Right there, the film reel. But where did he, where did he play the reel? Does he have to play it? I don't know. Good question. Like, can you just can you take the ticket to a VHS tape and like put it like hold them together and it'll suck the characters out, or does the reel have to run through a projector in a theater to work? Oh, that's a good question. I we don't know the powers of the ticket. I mean, I imagine in Houdini's time, uh, you know, it it only applies to film reels, and they can only be played in theaters. So, do you really think that even you know Jack Slater as Schwarzenegger could just walk down the street and no one would bother him? <laughs> you know, I like I've been to conventions and I've walked by famous people plenty of times, so I could believe it. It's also New York, like everyone looks the other way. That's true. According to Ninja Turtles. Well, I mean, I, when I was in New York, everyone seems to be walking so much faster. Oh, That's yeah. Probably, you, you probably fit in really well there. Yeah, I, I wore my legs out the last time I was there. Um, I, I walked so much, so fast. That's how you need to walk is just across cars. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> If only I had that kind of power. You do if you... <laughs> what does he say here? Buzz, fuzzy baby bumpers? <laughs> Rubber baby buggy bumpers? Pretty cool they're playing Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. See, that's a, a stuntman is doing that. Like, that's amazing. Like, the cars are moving, and he's doing yeah. that. I think that's why people love, you know, Tom Cruise movies because he does all the stunts. Uh, wrong Jason circled. It's weird. I think my movie fell behind yours because I'm just getting to that. Jason gag. Okay, I'm going to pause it. You let me know when we get to the guy who died today. Uh, I got got Arnold walking up to the premiere with Maria Shriver. All right, let me know when it's on Little Richard. 
It's Little Richard, who died All today. Right. He did die today. You think he's in this because he was part of the soundtrack in Predator? Hmm. Mm, good call. They stole that guy's cab. <laughs> I just realized they committed freaking carjacking. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how you do it in his movie. So that's true. That's all he knows. <laughs> he just drives into another car. What See, I think that? this 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 uh Planet Hollywood gag would be, probably be funnier if it didn't cut away to the cab just then. Yeah. Like if he just went right into it. Do you think she's thinking about the maid he slept with? <laughs> she doesn't know yet. Oh, that's right. What is that reporter's name? He's on MTV. Oh, God. Chris something. Uh... Balls. I bet he's really deep in the credits if I try to look it up. Really cool looking villain. I still think I love his design with the rain coat and someone should pull like the ultimate meta trick and actually make a Jack Slater movie and sure. franchise. They should just put Arnold Schwarzenegger's next movie should be Jack Slater. That guy seems like a stunt guy wearing a suit. Yep. Chris Connolly? There it is. Yeah. Does anybody even like Jim Belushi? <laughs> I guess the people who put him in the movie. He was in Red Heat with Schwarzenegger. Ah, that's a connection. Yep. A lot of Schwarzenegger connections. This guy's in the burbs. That's right. He's Tom Hanks' friend, neighbor. Yeah, he died recently, too. Did he really? Look at his cell phone. <laughs> it has, like, the cord that goes down. I guess that's the microphone. <laughs> Blank man. <laughs> Chevy Chase? I've been watching him in Community. Hey, there's your guy. Nice, Van Dam. Yep. Which w would be another 20 years before they faced off in Expendables. Oh, wow, yeah. I guess, yeah, it's interesting that he is in here because they haven't done anything yet. Did I know? Yeah. Oh, there's a cool little detail I didn't notice before. He's wearing his agent's jacket and it has a slash in it with blood on it. Hmm. Thank you, Blu-ray. Yeah. Sometimes it helps. Yeah, Rick Dokeman, 2015. Hmm. This really dates it. MC Hammer wants yeah. to do the soundtrack. 
Like that's a cool theater. That'd be cool to see a premiere there. Doesn't seem like a movie theater to me. It definitely seems like an auditorium for like a, a conference or something. Yeah, but I mean, maybe they would do that for a movie premiere where they would hold it where it could have more people in it or something. I want to go to a movie premiere. How can we do that? Um, like a real one. I think we have to move to New York or LA. Why can't we just ask for tickets to, you know, Black Widow or something? <laughs> yeah, let's I'll, let's just email Kevin Feige. We should. He'll he'll answer. <laughs> I mean, we'll just use um JJ Abrams' uh email address and This scene looks pretty look pretty good with the two Schwarzeneggers. Yeah, it's composited pretty well. Yeah. I wonder if this is a nod to police story with him sliding down the uh like the Jackie Chan movie. Because he has that Maybe. huge stunt where he slides down the, the mall thing. Got that How did you get past the red line, the red rope? Is she asking for an autograph? I don't know what she's doing. I think she's a reporter. She looks really familiar. Look at that callback to the first scene in the movie. Well, the first sequence of the movie. Him knocking the door down. There's another nod to the beginning of the movie. Instead of cop cars, it's a crowd. Crowd. Meet Schwarzenegger. The makeup on the Ripper, I've said it earlier, is really good. I like his teeth and yeah, like it doesn't look like makeup to me. No, it's really well done. Uh, so I've been looking through the cast list. the The gunman in the uh, red truck for earlier in the movie that guy's mm-hmm. still alive. Is he? Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, he, he survived was... the predator. <laughs> This is awesome. This is a good yeah. old switcheroo on the villain. Although I'm not sure what causes the electricity to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so he's able to walk on the roof again, but it seems like it would just keep going indefinitely. Uh, it burned out. He finally got the chair. <laughs> and we're in the real world now, so can't really explain the movie away. <laughs> no. no. Don't you see it? It just disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Buildings cables only have so much electricity flowing through them that eventually if the lines are severed it just dissipates <laughs> totally even in the real world yep 
I, I was reading in the article that the kid was doing the stunt and he passed out at this part. Yeah. Because the harness was too tight. It turns like, look, if you're having a problem, just go ahead and tell me, but also we have to get this done. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we don't let's hurry to, up. We don't want you to die, but, you know, we still got a movie to finish. Man, the kid's pretty strong holding himself up with his fingertips. This is redemption for not only Schwarzenegger, but also Danny for to believe in him. I mean, Slater. Oh, he's like eagle sculptures poking out of the wall. How fun would it be to like pan over and you see Spider-Man sitting there? <laughs> Shoots a hammock. Everybody gets one. Yeah. <laughs> Acme again. <laughs> we make buildings. <laughs> we do everything. Even in the real world, Jack Slater's pretty strong. Yep. Well, I mean, that would never go away. I mean, he's still a, you know, bodybuilder and stuff. I don't think even a bodybuilder could throw a, I don't know, 60-pound kid like that far up <laughs> onto the roof in one swing with, with one hand. With momentum, bro, you totally can. <laughs> How did Benedict find them? This is the first time he's wearing black. Oh, wonder, yeah, Benedict, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that means anything, because he kills, or attempts to kill Slater here. Well, he came for the premiere. Oh, yeah, black tie event. Mm -hmm. A lot of foresight bringing an umbrella. Yeah. You know, since he only has half sight. <laughs> Got him. Oh, hey oh. <laughs> He does have a great little uh, monologue here. And uh, I, like I said before, I do like how smart he is as a villain. Because... If only he's around for that monologue earlier with... Uh, yep. Uh, Salieri. He delivers lines really well too. That the in this world the bad guys can win, mm -hmm. and this is what I mean. This is what I talk about. He he's so much smarter than your average villain. He's actually knows that he can outsmart Jack Slater in the real world. Yeah, it's a good surprise. Yeah, until he keeps the audience thinking like, oh, they fell into that action movie cliche. But no, Benedict has it figured out. And then out. he just knocks the shit out of the kid. <laughs> nice. But he's still not smart enough to kill him, right? Oh, he's out of bullets. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's a pretty solid hit in the head. Did someone just swing a child dummy across his head <laughs> for that shot? <laughs> like, there's no way that kid jumped that high. Nice. So did Benedict have explosive bullets or did he just like... I think Schwarzenegger shot the ticket and it blew up. Oh, I thought it shot him in the eye. Or maybe he did because there's a ticket falling down. Is oh, there yeah. a hole in it? Come on. You know, you're going to show the ticket again. I don't think so. I always wondered why Benedict put explosives in his own eyeball. <laughs> Oh, I guess, I mean, I guess that is a callback because he had the eyeball he left at the home had an explosive in it. So maybe they're Oh, maybe they all do. Yeah. Yeah. So so you probably know what's the likelihood of uh, surviving a, a shot to the chest. Uh, not good. In the sternum area? Yeah, not good. Because bullets, you know, they literally just tear your insides out. Yeah, it's not a clean hole <laughs> like a cartoon. No. Surprised they let him bring that gun in there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hmm. Not a good line there. <laughs> Again, some people can deliver one-liners. Some people can't. How does, how does Slater not just roll out the back with the, <laughs> <laughs> when he guns it on the van? Oh, Ian McKellen. I'm curious how movie death affects the real world. Like, they have the same list of people. I guess he touches people, they die. I always thought it was a bad look for cops if they're smoking. Yeah. And I say that being one. (laughs) Bad example, but it's not illegal to smoke, so I guess. That's true. Camp on Blood Island. You think you take more pride in your movie theater and clean up all the spray paint and stuff? Uh, I guess if you're like a 70-year-old, like you just kind of have to, if it <laughs> happens too much, you're just like, fuck it. <laughs> but I want to ask, how did Danny like lift 300 pounds Schwarzenegger? <laughs> like, I, I guess he's on wheels. Oh, don't touch the screen. That's so bad. I know. What a jerk. Sweaty fingers all over it. Ugh, it's Look ruined. at that. Look at that. Just leaving... I thought you loved cinema. Yeah. So disrespectful. What happened to all the blood in his mouth? <laughs> he he spit it out, but when he got stood up. So Ian McKellen had a been a just a big actor at this time still, right? Yeah, it's weird. I've never seen him like younger than this. <laughs> Yeah, I know. He seems always old. He's always been old, yeah. But it's also crazy to think that seven years, no, six years later, he'll be doing X-Men. 
Yep. And he kind of plays them like this, too. <laughs> he really does. I mean, this death also, I guess, can peer into the future. Should have killed me while you had the chance, Charles. <laughs> So I guess Danny's seen the seventh seal before. Yeah. I guess it was playing down the block. Yeah, I mean, I guess he couldn't see Jack Slater 3 every day. Maybe he would ditch and go see other movies around town. Do you think he has like another projectionist friend at the other theater? <laughs> and then they, they don't like each other? Fine, <laughs> go see Paul over it. Or they do like each other and they have their own like adventures like this that <laughs> are completely separate. And there's him doing a flying kick again. Oh, come on, dude. I saw this as you knocked it over. <laughs> so I guess death is just walking around forever out there. <laughs> yeah. Because he can't get back in. I guess yeah. He's... I wonder how long the uh, ticket magic lasts. Like, did the projectionist state that Houdini said like there was you could like you have one day or yeah, is it indefinite? No, nah, he never said because I don't think he knew. So conceivably, like either end of the tickets, you could start up another adventure. You can see the guy holding up the light. <laughs> yeah, his hand. So uh, other movie theaters have prints of Jack Slater for, do you think this only affects this one to where Slater's missing from the movie? And is... It has to only affect this one, right? Just this print? Yeah, because... Or if like they're premiering it elsewhere in the country, like they're watching and all of a sudden just Jack Slater disappears and there's mm -hmm. also this kid in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a, another one that needs help. Surprised they had the composite of that shot at all. I know. It's like a re like reverse, like you would composite the theater, not him, but they did it the other way. Yeah. I wonder if the ending was reshot or something. Maybe. Like I said, I think it'd be so fascinating to actually hear the people that worked on the film to see what happened. Totally. Because there's so many stories. I mean, the article is great, but it seems like there's so much more that could be told. I had to do a double check for a second to make sure we're still recording. I haven't looked in a while. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're good.
yeah it's a... <laughs> there's the rabbi two hour movie. Was introduced earlier yeah See, would this affect his Jack Slater 5 then now that Jack Slater knows that he's a fictional character? Because at the end, he also winks at the camera as a nod to Danny, but then he would know that it's not real. It must only apply to this print because obviously 5's going to get made with the real Schwarzenegger. That's true. With a diff- like forces outside his control, so he wouldn't know unless they knew. (laughs) I say that line all the time. You're meek or an undeserved paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that sweet computer. still such a great movie i have so many great memories watching it you know i don't remember the first time i watched it but i've always been a fan and every time i watch it i always catch something new and i think that's the sign of a true uh great film is where you can watch it many times and still find an entertainment behind the uh, even past the obvious you know yeah like edgar wright's movies are so dense with like not just what's happening in the foreground, but what's happening in the background. Yeah. And like this movie has that too. Exactly. Cause if you, it's like an onion, if you peel away the layers, there's so much going on that it, it's a movie that you obviously cannot replicate. So fun fact, this uh, ACDC song I used as a, a template for the uh, theme song for Jean-Claude Van Damme's Dan Van. Really? Yep. It's your inspiration from it. It works well. I actually used it in the first trailer for JCVD DV. Huh. Um, called Big Gun. But it's it's like the perfect uh, action hero song. Just gets you going. Interesting. Uh, F. Murray Abraham gets like that high billing, considering he's only in like <laughs> two scenes of the movie. Yeah, it's. I wonder what was he doing at this time where he would get that high of billing. He's he's almost like more than a decade off of Amadeus, so yeah. Did yeah. he win an Oscar for Amadeus? I think so. Maybe that's why, because you uh, know, a lot yeah. of times it's who, uh, how they negotiate stuff. That's probably it. Is yeah, because he. Had yeah, because o- even on IMDb, he's a second listed. Um, what do you call it? Second listed cast member. Yeah, best actor. Nineteen eighty four. Eighty five, I guess. Cause yeah, that movie cleaned up that year. Big time. Oh, that's right. He was in Loaded Weapon One as well. That came out the same year as Last Action Hero. Yeah. <laughs> Must have got a two for deal. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm an Oscar winner, so I'm gonna play both movies at the same time. That's what we do. Well, yeah, 
there it is. Well, now we got yeah. some uh, Def Leppard, I guess, as we yeah. close out this episode. We need, we need to stay two steps behind. That's the name of the song. <laughs> so uh, thanks for um, listening, people that are listening and following along with us. I hope we entertained you for two hours and 12 minutes. Yeah, that might be the longest commentary we've done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, you know, I, it, the movie, I think you you can cut about 15 minutes out of it. I think it would be a little tighter. But yeah. overall, it's one of my favorite Schwarzenegger films. Uh, I, I do love watching it. And I'll always watch it. And I'll always be a supporter of it. So if you love this movie, make sure you join the campaign of Last Action Hero 4K Collector's Edition. Last 4K Shin Hero. I always thought it'd be cool if the, the Steelbook version of the 4K would be um, Jack Slater, you know? Oh, like a movie poster for the movie yeah. Jack Slater 4 or yeah. 3? Or it, or the slipcover would be Jack Slater. You take the slipcover off, underneath it would be Last Action Hero. So it would be awesome if Shout Factory could get the license to this and do that, like a reversible yeah. cover. It'd be amazing. Yeah. I know there is a Steelbook where it's the ticket. Huh. But it's like Last Action Hero is the ticket. Yeah. Um, but... Even the post, I think the poster art is a Struzan. So it is, it is the poster I art. I love iconic. Yeah, but if they could make you know Jack Slater part of it, you know, keep up on the uh, wink, wink, the movie within the movie. Yeah, that'd be incredible. If Sony lets us do the uh, 4K like we want to, that's yeah, totally just, what we're gonna do. Just let us produce it. Yeah, you can film all the interviews with the actors. I can interview the actors, dude. It's done. <laughs> I mean, based on the article, I don't know if those actors ever want to talk about this movie ever again, but I'm <laughs> well, sure maybe the first AD will do it. There's an article that came out uh, last year when Schwarzenegger was promoting Terminator, where he said if the fans want it, he'd make a second Last Action Hero. Oh, yeah. But hey, I think you should just do the Jack Slater movie. Yeah, I'm down. That's the, that's the next movie we're going to fight for, Jack Slater. We'll call it Jack Slater The Return. <laughs> the legacy heck yeah well thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you at the movies thank you for listening to this episode of real nerds podcast real nerds podcast is a production of nebulous visions multimedia Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout-out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening, and have a nice day.